0: You're listening to the Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast. The place I go to get my fantasy fulfilled. The best analysis, advice, and opinions on fantasy football that you can't find anywhere else. Let the fantasy begin. Hi, you're listening to Ms. Montalban. I'm here today to bring you the latest signings, injuries, and breaking news. Thank you for joining me. Let's get started. It is time for the breaking news. There's actually not as much as there was the other day, but there's definitely some significant things we need to talk about, so let's get at it. The most significant news of the day, or the last couple days, Alvin Kamara, running back for the Saints, is out for covid Potentially not just this week, but he could be out for the first playoff game if they don't get that bye. So that's big. That's a big deal. Avin Kamara is our most dynamic player. He needs to get back. It's a scary situation. And all the other running backs are out now, too, because they were close contacts. So they're not going to be able to play in this game. They should be clear for the playoffs if they keep testing negative, but they're not going to have a whole entire running back room. So that really is opening the door for Ty Montgomery. Ty Montgomery is going to be the running back. You know, he played running back for the Packers, went to the Jets as a running back, and switched back to receiver for the Saints. So he's been in the wide receiver room. Well, now he's going to be the main back for the Saints. And at least it's a guy that's done it before and they know they can rely upon. Uh, They could have been in a worse situation by having someone with no experience. Christian Kirk, he's out with COVID, so the Arizona Cardinals receiver won't be playing in this game against the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, that's going to open the door more for guys like Andy Isabella, Larry Fitzgerald. We'll see how they react to this, but just overall a bad matchup for the Cardinals this week anyways, and it doesn't help to you know be missing one of their weapons. Doug Maroney, he's not expected back from the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's uh, looking like it's going to be the end of his coaching tenure there. They're eyeing Urban Meyer, the former Ohio State coach, And Urban Meyer really doesn't have a choice. Like, he's pretty much exiled from college football uh, for some of the rules that he broke there. And, you know, he he retired. He said it was due to his health. And I guess you have better health in the NFL when you coach there? I don't know. Um, Hopefully he's not making the same mistake move that uh, uh, Nick Saban did when he tried to coach the Dolphins. But uh, he has a number one pick in the draft, so is he going to reunite with Justin Fields? It's interesting it doesn't uh it doesn't make Trevor Lawrence a slam dunk like uh it seemed before if he gets hired, but you know doug Doug Marone is still the coach, so you know is he as of right now it's just all speculation, but well, I guess we'll find out quickly after the game whether he stays or he goes because usually they'll announce these things right as the uh the game ends so Something to monitor. Jim Schwartz, the defensive coordinator for the Eagles, used to be the head coach for the Lions. He's retiring. He said he was retiring for good and then he said he was just taking a year off. Looks like he's just trying to get away from the Eagles. Not liking, I guess, the direction of the Eagles. And he's keeping his options open. So he's going to retire probably for a year and then try to come back with a different team is my guess. Uh, Of course, I'm speculating on that just from all the information that I gathered. But this is a big blow for the Eagles because the Eagles actually did have a pretty solid defense. I mean, they've been ravaged like everyone has pretty much with injuries this year, but um, the Eagles have definitely had a disappointing season and I guess Jim Schwartz is tired of it. And then to close out the news, Joe Hayden for the Steelers, the cornerback, he's out with COVID. So that opens the gates a little bit for the Browns offense to be able to, to move the ball a little bit better. And, this also is a situation where Joe Hayden might not be available for the playoff game the following week. So that's something to look at. But if you're eyeing any of the Cleveland Browns wide receivers, you got to like your options a little bit more now that Joe Hayden's not going to be playing in this game. And that's really it for the breaking news. Uh, not a lot. And I, I will mention, though, that uh, you know if you're doing fantasy football this week or trying to gamble with point spread over under a FanDuel you are brave because there's just uh, so much up in the air about who's playing, who's not, um, what games are going to look like, it's, you know, the people that are out for COVID. There's just a lot going on. So this is the, uh, this is the uh, most uh, shiftiest week, I guess, in regards to uh, knowing what you're going to do and who's available to, uh, to play. But uh, we'll give it a go and give you our thoughts on every game and preview every game to let you know who we think will play, who won't play, what the games are going to look like, and uh, let's just dive right into it right now. Who do I start this week? What's the point spread? What are the injuries? Should I bench this guy? I don't know what to do. Man. I just hope I win. The Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban Weekly Preview Starting now. This next game is the Seattle Seahawks at the San Francisco 49ers. And I don't know what to say about this game. It's kind of iffy on on both sides of the ball, mostly with the 49ers injuries and having C.J. Bethard playing quarterback. And then you got the Seattle offense where they're probably going to rest a lot of people in this game. I mean, is there really a reason to play the whole game? I think, you know, the starters will play part of the game, but... They're really looking at just better playoff uh, seating and positioning. And is that worth risking an injury over? Uh, I'm not sure that it is. And so Seattle's a touchdown favorite. And, uh, you know, they're the away team. San Francisco's the home team, although it is going to be in Arizona. So does that really matter? You know, San Francisco really a home team in this matchup? They're not. So usually I would jump on Seattle and really I'd double down on Seattle. I think it'd be a perfect game for them to dominate and for them to win by that touchdown. Having said that, I'm going with the 49ers just because, again, Seattle doesn't have anything to play for. They might be playing with a lot of backups. Even though the 49ers basically have been playing the whole season with a bunch of backups, uh, I like their odds of at least covering the touchdown spread. So give me the 49ers on this one. And then I'm taking the under. It's 46. I just... I'm taking the under because I don't have faith that this is going to be a high-scoring game with basically backups playing in this game. So starting, Russell Wilson. And I have an asterisk by him just because, again, he might not play the whole game, but uh, he's a start. I have... That's really it for Seattle because I have DK Metcalf on the bench, and I have Tyler Lockett on the bench, I have Chris Carson on the bench, Jacob Hollister. The reason for that is because... Again, I don't think they're going to be playing the whole game, and it makes any type of play for Seattle kind of iffy. For the 49ers, I'm starting Jeff Wilson. He's been on a tear, and I don't see a reason for him to sit in this one. So, you can start him. George Kittle, it's the last game of the year. He's going to be playing. I think he'll have a good game. Kendrick Bourne. So, Brandon Ayuk, Debo uh, Debo Samuel, they're both out. They're not playing in this game. So, Kendrick Bourne seems to be that third guy that they really go to. And since he's going to be the only guy available for targets, I really like his matchup here. I really think he can have a good game, especially if Seattle's resting starters. Uh, I don't see why Kendrick Bourne can't be significant. The only thing that scares me, of course, is C.J. Bethard. I have him as a bench. And uh, is he going to be able to get the ball to Kendrick Bourne? So that's, I think he can. But uh, it still isn't a slam-dunk play. Like, if it was uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, even though I don't think he's an amazing quarterback, I would be all over Kendrick Bourne this week with this, just this uh, situation. But, uh, again, it's it's kind of a risky, scary play. And, uh, again, taking the San Francisco 49ers, and you're taking the under at 46. This next game is... Another NFC West matchup. It's the Arizona Cardinals at the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams always beat the Cardinals, so usually I would take the Rams. However, John Wolford is playing quarterback. Jared Goff will not be. Not that Jared Goff's been doing great. He's been in a slump. So I'm taking the Cardinals and giving up the three points. I think the Cardinals win this game, and the Rams just can't really get anything going offensively. I mean, they they couldn't with Goff. I don't expect them to do it with Wolford. The over under is 41 points, and that's really low. You usually want to take the over on this, but I'm taking the under just because I don't think the Rams will be able to score. And the Rams have a good enough defense that I don't think the Cardinals will score as much as we think. So, I mean, 24 to 7, 24 to 10, maybe? Uh, that type of game. So, anyway, uh, who are you starting? You're starting Malcolm Brown. So Cam Akers is, potentially might come back, but he's supposed to have a limited role. It's really, you know, Daryl Henderson was placed on the IR last week. Malcolm Brown is a really good play here because they're not going to have anyone else to really run the ball. And uh, Malcolm Brown does a pretty good job. He's not flashy, but he gets the job done. And he can have a really big game against the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals don't defend the rush very well, so that's a name to really keep in mind when you're making these roster decisions that uh, Malcolm Brown could be a really good play. And I actually have Malcolm Brown as a start. So, uh, there you go. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins I have as a start and then Bobby Trees as a start. So if you can start Bobby Trees or DeAndre Hopkins, uh, you're going to do it. And the reason why I like DeAndre Hopkins is because Kyla Murray's not going to have anyone to throw to. And this one, Christian Kirk you know, as we went through in the uh, breaking news, he was uh, he got COVID, and so he'll be out for this game. And so that really leaves a lot of targets. You know, Larry Fitzgerald hasn't really stepped up in Christian Kirk's absence when he hasn't played as much as we thought he would. In this one, I expect Larry Fitzgerald to maybe get a couple more targets, but I really think it opens the door for just DeAndre Hopkins to get fed over and over again. So I really like DeAndre Hopkins probably more than anyone in this game outside of Malcolm Brown. Um, and... Bobby Trees. The reason why I have Bobby Trees in there is because, although I expect their Rams offense to be pretty bad, I like his ability to also run the ball. He does a lot of end-arounds, and um, someone's going to have to get the ball uh, from the wide receiver position, so I expect it to be him. Uh, But saying that, Cooper Cup's a bench for me. I don't think he's going to get enough targets. Uh, Tyler Higbee, tight end. Cardinals uh, do a good job against the tight end so he could be a bench. Uh, I'm sitting Kyler Murray just because of this matchup with the Rams, Kyler Murray doesn't have good games against the Rams, and so I don't expect this one to be any different. And it's going to be disappointing because Kyler Murray is a great talent, but he's really kind of uh, hit the skids to, towards the end of the season, and that's mostly due to really good matchups that he's had. But it's still worth, you know, worth noting that uh, you, you shouldn't expect a really big performance from him. Kenyon Drake, same thing. Rams can stuff the run. Chase Edmonds will be out on this one, so although Kenyon Drake will get a lot of volume, I don't expect him to do anything with it with that uh, Rams defense. And then again, Christian Kirk, you're obviously benching him. Larry Fitzgerald, we talked about, and, and Dan Arnold, the Cardinals tight end, he can be on the bench as well. Not a uh, not a good play for Dan Arnold this week and this game's just kind of blah like it's a good matchup cardinals need to win to get in the playoffs so they'll be playing everybody rams like you know they can afford to lose and still be in the playoffs but uh, it's just not a good uh, it's just not a good matchup especially with who's going to be available and uh, uh it's not even going to be one of those games where it's just good defenses against each other it's just going to be an anemic offense by the rams making the cardinals have the ball all the time and then the Cardinals not going to be able to do anything because the Rams' defense actually is pretty good. So there you go. This next game is the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Indianapolis Colts. This is going to be a shellacking. But then again, if you're the Colts and you get a big lead, you might be rest, resting people. So these matchups might not be as good as you think. They might do well for a half but then uh they might rest everybody it all depends on how the jacksonville jaguars do and how close they can keep this game i'm really not counting on it though the jaguars are 14 point underdogs so i'd actually am tempted to take the jaguars in this one and that's mostly because i think if the colts get a big lead that they're going to be resting people and the jags can sneak into the game a little bit by scoring at that point um I mean, if I thought the starter for the Colts were going to play the whole game, I might uh, be tempted to pick the Colts at two touchdowns. But I can't do it with the dynamics. So I'm taking the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, with the two touchdowns. Give me those two touchdowns all day long. And I'm taking the under on the 50. I don't believe it's going to be a high-scoring game, um, mostly because I think the Colts get out to a pretty significant lead, rest people, Jaguars bounce back a little bit, keep it within two touchdowns, and then the game ends. Um, Phillip Rivers is a start. Jonathan Taylor is a start. Naheem Hines is a start. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, Zach Paschal, Michael Pittman, Trey Burton. Everyone on the Colts is a start. And I say that knowing that they could be benched at any time, so you would really need to uh, consider that when you're trying to make these decisions on who to play. But the matchups are there, and they're significant. So even if they only play a half, their stats might be good enough that uh, they're an upper echelon performer at their position so it's it's really tough to say bench them with this type of matchup you just got to roll with them and see what happens for the Jaguars I'm starting DJ Chark and the Shanault Chenault just because I like their rapport with Mike Lennon I think they can be significant but everybody else you know Mike Lennon I'm sitting a Dare a Zieg, I can't pronounce his name uh I'm uh Tempted to, you know, bench him, of course, because James Robinson isn't playing in this one, and that's something else you got to realize. Like the one of the best running backs in the league right now is not going to be playing, and that leaves the backfield open to Dare and Divine Ezekpo. I- and I think again, both of them aren't going to do much against this Colts defense. So, Ke- Keelan Cole, Tyler Eifert, they could be on the bench as well. This is going to be a this is going to be a slaughter by the Colts. It's going to be. You know, Colts are going to go to the playoffs. Uh, Again, it's just going to depend on how fast they get out to a lead and how long the starters end up playing in this one. This next game is kind of a sweet spot. I really like this game, and I'll explain why I like this game. First off, the Tennessee Titans are favored by 7, so let's get that out of the way. I like the Titans to win by 7 against the Texans. And it's a 51-point over-under I'm taking the over on this. I think it's going to be a really high-scoring game, and here's why. You know, you hear a lot about, well, the Titans, you know, they need to win this game because if they lose and the Browns and the Colts win, then they could potentially be out of the playoffs. Well, the Titans are playing the Houston Texans, and their offense is good enough to hang in there with the Tennessee Titans' offense against the Houston Texans. So I think the Tennessee Titans' offense is going to dominate against the Texans, But I also think the Texans' offense will be good enough to be competitive. That means they're going to have to play the whole game, and they won't be able to sit people. So it won't be one of those games where it's a blowout, and so the Titans are like, well, let's rest our guys. I think they'll be closer than uh, we think, and so they'll be out there the whole time and get you those fantasy football points that you're searching for. So, uh, again, 56.5 is the over-under. I'm going over that. I think it's going to be a real high-scoring game. I'm starting Ryan Tannehill, I'm starting Derrick Henry, I'm starting A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, Jonu Smith, I'm starting everybody. Uh, I, this is a game that everyone can have a really big game. Now, I don't think that, you know, Jonu Smith, Corey Davis, and uh, A.J. Brown are all going to have monster games, but I think two out of the three could have monster games. And then you put, you throw in there Ryan Tannehill's rushing ability and Derrick Henry's ability, and they're going to be feeding Derrick Henry the ball a lot because They need Derrick Henry to break the rushing record. And I think they can do that in this matchup. So I I think Derrick Henry is going to get the ball more than we think just from that perspective. And, again, they need to win, so he's going to be out there anyway. Why not use him to his full capabilities? For the Houston Texans, I'm starting Deshaun Watson. I think he has a big game. I actually think he can have one of the top games. Um, He's going to have to be in a shootout to keep them close, so that means he's going to be passing the ball a whole lot. Uh, David Johnson, again, against the Titans, he's going to get a lot of volume, so I expect him to have a good game. And then Brandon Cooks and Kiki Kuti, Chad Hansen, I'm starting all of them. They're all really good matchups, and so I'm, I'm definitely starting those guys as well. And then I'm basically sitting Jordan Aikens. I think Jordan Aikens is the only bench because... He hasn't been doing much from the tight end position. And uh, there's not enough balls to go around for him to be relevant. I think it's going to go to, you know, all the other guys like Q- QT and Cooks. I think Cooks is going to have a really amazing game and going to be uh, Deshaun Watson's main target. So expect a really big connection from those two. And uh, we'll get to that in a little bit, on what, you know, of what I think about that. And uh, I have them in a couple of my lineups. But anyway... Uh, Yeah, go with the Titans, do the over, use this for fancy football because there's going to be a lot of points that are going to be involved in this game. The Las Vegas Raiders at the Denver Broncos. This is going to be a good game. I think both both teams will have their players be playing majority of this game. It's the last game of the season for both of them as they're both not going to be in the playoffs. So just throw out your guys, see what you have. And the Raiders are favored by two and a half points. And I agree with that. I mean, Raiders are one, you know, they're a group that is used to playing at mile high. So there's someone that you really need to not worry about. Like, oh, they're going to Denver and it's going to be a tough environment. Well, they're used to doing that. They do it all the time. So uh, I like the Raiders at the two and a half. And then it's a 51 over under. Most people I think would probably want to take the under on this one. I am taking the over. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Uh, Between both of these squads, I think there's going to be a lot of points, and Raiders' defense is pretty bad. Broncos' defense is a little bit better than the Raiders, but they've had a lot of injuries, so they're prone to getting scored on. And I like the over on this. I'm starting Drew Locke, of course. Drew Locke's going to be my boy this week. I think he has a big game against the Raiders, and that means he's going to be hitting Tim Patrick all day, K.J. Hamler, Jerry Judy. I think uh, all all of them could have pretty big uh, games in this one. Melvin Gordon, he didn't have a good game the first time he played the Raiders, but I'm not going to hold that against him. I think this one's a little bit different, and he has a pretty big game in on this matchup this week. And then I'm, start, I'm sitting Noah Fant. I hate to do it. I just, the Raiders defend the tight end pretty well, and Noah Fant's been a little disappointing the last couple of weeks. So I'm, well, I shouldn't say last couple of weeks. Last week he was a little disappointing. Uh, he did okay the week before that, but I, I'm, I'm benching him in this one, and uh, that's pretty much it for the Broncos. Uh, on the Raider side of the ball, Josh Jacobs. This was the game, if you remember, last time that they played at uh in Los Angeles or Los Angeles in Las Vegas. Josh Jacobs had two touchdowns and 100 yards, like 127 yards rushing. I don't expect him to do that, but I think he's going to have another good game where he needs to be played. So you can start Josh Jacobs with confidence that he's going to have a good game here. Nelson Aguilar is the only receiver that I like. He seems to be the most consistent in getting the volume. So he's he's one you definitely should throw in there and be confident about. However, Hunter Renfro, Henry Ruggs, everyone else for the Raiders, just put on your bench. They're not good matchups. Darren Waller I have as a start. Even though the Denver Broncos do a decent job at defending the tight end position, you're always starting Darren Waller. Because even Darren Waller with a horrible matchup is better than... 95% of the other tight ends that you can play so this game will be interesting and it'll be a fun one because everyone will be playing in it this next game is the Los Angeles Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs and I don't know what to say about this this is a hard game to analyze and talk about and really give a a really good opinion on to tell people what to do but uh, the Chargers are favored by four and a half points I'm taking the Chiefs on this one. I don't think the Chiefs win because everyone's going to be rested. You're not going to play Mahomes. You're not going to play Tyree Kale. You're not going to play Travis Kelsey. I mean, why would you do that? They're, uh, you already clinched the number one seed, so you don't risk them to injury. But I do think there's going to be some scoring in this game regardless. So I'm taking the Chiefs. I think if they lose, it'll be by a field goal or less, especially with the way the Chargers are known to blow leads, um, regardless on who they're playing against. Uh, The over-under is 44. I'm taking the over. I I think it's going to be like a, I don't know, 26 to 21 type of game. And uh, maybe the Chiefs win. um, 27-24 type of game. Uh, Regardless, I'm going to take the over on this one. I I think most people are going to go with the under, which I can understand. But, uh, again, I I like the offense for the Chargers on this one. So starting, uh, you're starting Patrick Mahomes if he plays um and to be honest I'm only putting him here because he's Patrick Mahomes and you don't want to bench him per se but definitely pay attention because this is a game that he's probably not going to play in so it's really a mute point on whether I guess you're starting Patrick Mahomes Darrell Williams I like for the Chiefs I think Darrell Williams could be a really good play here because Le'Veon Bell regardless hasn't shown that he's the guy Darrell Williams looked better than Le'Veon Bell the last game I think this could be a really good game for Daryl Williams, so you're playing him. And then McCole Hardman's the other person. I think you can start McCole Hardman because they still need to throw the ball to someone. They still need a playmaker. I think McCole Hardman plays because you can't sit everybody, and he can have a solid game in this one. Travis Kelsey, like we've already mentioned, he's probably going to be benched. Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins. I mean, save Sammy Watkins for the playoffs because the first game of the season and the playoffs – The only time you ever see Sammy Watkins do anything from a fantasy football perspective. And uh, I think that continues by him having a bad Week 17. Um, For the Chargers, Justin Herbert, you can start him. He's going to have a monster game. Austin Eckler, I like a lot. The Chiefs give up a lot of passing yards to the running back. And I'm sure they're going to rest some starters on defense, like Chris Jones and Honey Badger and and those guys. So that could really open things up for Eckler, because I don't believe that they're going to... To be benching Eckler, there's no reason for it, so he could be playing a whole game. Donald Parham, I've already said it, I mentioned him before in the last podcast. I'm starting him, I'm starting him with confidence. I think he has a big game. I'm sitting everyone else though Mike Williams, Tyron Johnson, just because I don't have faith in the Chiefs to be able to move the ball consistently. I think it's gonna be a lot of it. it's gonna be on the ground, so and. Again, Patrick Mahomes playing quarterback, probably not. So um, that's really it in this game. Again, it's kind of a hard one to talk about. Uh, I'm giving you what I think is going to happen, but of course this game could uh, go a lot of different ways. So take the Chiefs, though. It's, It's a safe bet. The Green Bay Packers at the Chicago Bears... This is going to be a game that's significant for the Bears because they need to win to get into the playoffs. If they lose and the Cardinals lose, they are in the playoffs. But uh, if the Cardinals beat a Jared Goff-less Rams team and the Bears lose, they're out of the playoffs. And to be honest, that's what I think happens. Green Bay's favored by four points. With that Green Bay offense right now, and their defense is actually doing a little bit better, I'm taking the Packers all day long in this one. The over-under is 52 points. I'm taking the under. I don't believe it's going to be high scoring. And having said that, you know, I'm starting Aaron Rodgers. I'm starting Devontae Adams. I'm starting Robert Tanyan. Although, again, it depends on the game script. The Packers could bench people at any time. And especially if, you know, they're one of the later evening games if one of the games goes their way where they get a better seed and they need to win they might play more but if that you know if a team loses or wins and they're basically stuck in the seed that they're in they can start pulling starters on this one and not uh and not having him finish the game uh AJ Dillon he's a start for me as well. I think they're going to go to the AJ Dillon uh train on this one. Why risk Aaron Jones to injury and uh So, I think you're going to see a lot of A.J. Dillon in this game, and he can have a a decent game. But uh, I'm sitting everyone else Alan Lazard, Marquez Valdez Gantling. I just, you know, Aaron Jones, obviously, because I don't think he plays. Uh, Benching all those guys. And then for the Bears, I'm starting Allen Robinson, and that's it. David Montgomery, too. I like David Montgomery. He's been really hot. This Packers matchup is great for running backs. So I, I, I think he keeps it going with another 100-yard performance. And hopefully he scores to make it relevant. But uh, Allen Robinson, of course, because he's the guy. He's one of the best receivers in football that uh, doesn't get uh, doesn't get enough catchable balls. But everyone else I'm sitting. Mitchell Trubisky, Darnell Mooney, Anthony Miller, Cole Comet, Jimmy Graham. Just sit everyone else. I, I think the Bears aren't going to be... Uh, As lively as they have been on offense in this one, it's going to be a little bit of a letdown, and the Packers are going to dominate this game. So, again, take the under at 52, take the Packers, give up the four points, and uh, sad to say that we'll probably be seeing uh, the last game of the year for the Bears. This next game is a little bit crazy to predict as well. It's kind of like the Chiefs game. The Saints are playing the Carolina Panthers. So, they're favored by 6 points. It's an over-under of 47.5. I'm taking the Panthers, just with the situation of the Saints running back room, all going to be out for this game. They're not going to have a running game. They're, yeah, they're pretty much going to be the 1 or 2 seed. So, if they have a chance at the 1, obviously, they're going to play a lot longer, but... I can see this where the starters get yanked pretty quickly in this one. And the Panthers are going to have a full repertoire of their guys minus Christian McCaffrey. So I, I think they're going to keep it close. It's a division game, and the, I don't think it's going to be high scoring due to the fact that both offenses will be struggling. The Panthers, because the Saints have a good defense. The Saints, because they don't have a lot of people playing in this game. To You know, that's talent. Michael Thomas is on IR. Uh, Taekwon Smith is on IR. And you're missing the whole running back room. That's significant. So, having said that, uh, do you start Drew Brees? I mean, you can. It's a good matchup, but who's he going to throw to? I mean, Jared Cook is going to have a good game in this one. I have him starting mostly because of the fact that he's uh There's not going to be much to throw to. I-, I guess Emmanuel Sanders. I have him as a bench. I don't. Emmanuel Sanders, when he's the guy this year, hasn't really done anything. So I don't expect a big performance this week either. I actually think, you know, like the Callaway or the Cars or or those type of guys could uh, maybe have a bigger impact at receiver. But those aren't guys that you're going to be playing anyways. Taysom Hill, I like Taysom Hill a lot just because the running back room is going to be out. So I think the goal line work basically goes to him the whole time. And I think they'll use him in a lot more running plays than normal because of that. But I also like Ty Montgomery. He's a guy that's going to be the only guy that they have. And he played running back for the Packers. You know, he was a receiver, moved to running back for the Packers, uh, stayed at running back for the Jets, they didn't use him, went to the Saints, and they kind of shifted him back to wide receiver. And now he's going to play running back. So he's a guy that has experience in the league playing running back. And I think he could be a good play. The, uh, he's going to get all the volume because there's no one else to take carries or targets away from him. Uh, Besides Taysom Hill. So I think Taysom Hill, David Montgomery, or sorry, not David Montgomery, uh, Ty Montgomery. They uh, could both be really good plays in this matchup. For the Carolina Panthers, I, I think the receivers are all good starts. Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, but, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, Mike Davis, Ian Thomas, you can sit those guys. I don't think teddy bridgewater is going to be having a a big enough passing day to be relevant i don't think mike davis you know with the saints being the number one team against the running back position that he'll have a big day and he's been uh not meeting expectations uh as well as he, he could have been in christian mccaffrey's absence and then um yeah ian thomas is never used so curtis samuel i like him a lot I like him better when Christian McCaffrey doesn't play because they get more creative with the way they use him. So we're going have a big day. And then I think it's a toss-up. Anderson or Moore is going to have a big game. Not sure which one. They both have good matchups, though, so play them both and hope you pick the right one. But again, I'm going with the under. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, and I picked the Panthers to cover the spread, although I do think the Saints are going to win this game. Now it's time for the Sunday Night Football game. It is the Washington football team at the Philadelphia Eagles. This is a huge game for the Washington football team. If they win, they're in. The Eagles have nothing to play for. Having said that, the Washington football team are three and a half point favorites, and I'm going with the Eagles. I don't think the Eagles win, but I think it's going to be close. I definitely would have picked the Eagles if Alex Smith wasn't starting, but since Alex Smith is starting, I think uh, the Washington football team has a decent day offensively. Uh, Having said that, I'm starting Alex Smith, and I'm starting his weapons. Terry McLaurin, I think he can have a big day if he plays because he's been injured. And then Cam Sims. Cam Sims had the potential to have a huge game last week. He dropped a a pass. uh, He was open a couple times deep that they just missed him. If he would have connected on those, even half of those, he would have had a huge game. So I think that can continue, uh, continue against the Eagles. He needs to start. Um... But having said that, everyone else is kind of a bench for me. J.D. McKissick, I like his receiving ability out of the backfield against the Eagles. So I'd be playing J.D. McKissick. Antonio Gibson, I mean, I didn't like the way he looked coming back from that injury last week. Uh, And I'm not going to like him this week either. I think he's great for next year, but uh, I'm throwing in the towel on Antonio Gibson, at least until the playoffs. I I don't like the way he's looking right now. And then, uh, obviously, Stephen Sims is on the bench. And that's it for the Washington football team. On the Eagle side of the ball, I'm starting Miles Sanders just because I like the volume he's getting. He's a decent running back. He, can, he does well against bad matchups, and this one is one of those. And then that's Deshaun Jackson. He's a big play threat. He came back last week, had a big catch for a touchdown. I think he can do more of that against the Washington football team. He's the only receiver I actually like in this matchup because I'm benching everyone else. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, Jalen Rager, Greg Ward, everybody else. I I don't think that they're going to be significant. And Jalen Hurts is going to suffer because of that. So I think Jalen Hurts is a sit this week. The Washington football team plays well against quarterbacks. And it's going to be one of those things where Jalen Hurts looked good the first couple weeks, and he's really kind of showed his warts against some good matchups, or I should say bad matchups that he's had where, you know, it hasn't been as productive. So this game will be interesting. It'll be really significant. And, uh, again, I think it's going to be really close. So I'm taking the over on the 43.5. But uh, look for the Washington football team to barely eke it out, just because I do think they're the best of the four NFC East football teams. And, And having said that, you know, this might be one of my last chances to say it. Watching the NFC East, it's a shame that someone has to make the playoffs from this division because this has just been brutal. The force-fed it down our throats all year by having them in primetime games, and I just haven't watched worse NFL football than from that division this year. Here's our weekly FanDuel slash DraftKings lineup for you to put in. It's like winning free money. It's easy. You listen here at our lineups you put them into your own lineups and then you win money so uh, having said that i'll jump right into it deshaun watson's our quarterback we talked about it at nauseam about what a great week i think he's going to have he's going to play the whole week put him in your lineup he's uh 8700 against the tennessee titans i like it Uh, and uh, i think he's going to lead to a lot of points running back i kind of saved money here on this one but i have wayne gallman jr New York Giants running back uh, they're at home against the Cowboys $5,700 and the Dallas Cowboys give up a lot of yards to the running back Wayne Gauman hasn't really been effective the last month but he's had really tough matchups so I think a lot of people are going to forget about him and he'll be a sneaky play where you put him in there and he actually has a great performance and get you a lot of points that uh, you know because you have him and nobody else does next running back spot is Jonathan Taylor. Indianapolis Colts running back, playing at home against the Jaguars. $8,400, so it's expensive, but I don't see anyone having a more dominating performance than Jonathan Taylor. So you can put him in there. Uh, Be confident. He's going to have a big day. Wide receiver, the first wide receiver spot I have, Stephon Diggs. $8,500, so that's a lot of money, but it's Stephon Diggs, guys. I mean, he gets, what, 15, 16, 17 targets a game, basically the whole Buffalo Bills passing attack and that's all the Bills do is pass so I want him in there even if he doesn't play the whole game say they bench him in the third fourth quarter I expect him to have too big of a game by then to even matter the next wide receiver spot is Brandon Cooks the Houston Texans wide receiver against the Titans Uh, Randall Cobbs hurt Will Fuller suspended It's just uh, he's getting all the volume in the targets. $7,300, I just like that price point for someone that's going to have a big game and get all the targets, you know, from a quarterback like Deshaun Watson because I have the quarterback-wide receiver matchup that you always want in these lineups. Um, He's going to be getting the majority of those. Uh, Sterling Shepherds, my next receiver for the Giants at $5,500. It was too good to be true. I know I have a lot of Giants, but... I mean, he's going to get all the targets. Cowboys give up a lot of yards to wide receivers. And Sterling Shepard at $5,500 getting like 14 targets is good enough for me to put him in my lineup. Tight end, we've I have Donald Parham Jr. I think he's going to have a top three tight end performance. He's at $4,200. So just those savings there is enough for me. Keenan Allen's out for the year. He's on IR. And uh, Hunter Henry's on IR. Donald Parham is going to take over and really dominate this game and have a great performance. At the flex position, I have J.K. Dobbins, the Baltimore Ravens running back at the Bengals. $6,400. I like the price point. He, you know, he, doesn't, he splits with Gus Edwards, so you're always kind of splitting points between him and J.K. Dobbins. But the Bengals are so bad that I just expect Dobbins to have a really big game, and uh, basically him and Gus Edwards both have really big games. So that leaves the defense, and I just went big on it. I picked the Colts. They're the highest or the most expensive defense at $5,000. they are playing the Jaguars at home, and the Jaguars haven't shown me anything this month to show that they have any type of offense. James Robinson's not playing. Sometimes you just keep it simple. You play the best defense against the worst offense and hope for the best um, there's some other ones I thought of, like the Cardinals against the uh, John Wolford and the Rams, but I'm just going with what is the best matchup and uh, and riding with it. So there you go. There's the matchups. Put them into your lineups, and uh, hopefully I hear that you guys win some money this week. So good luck, and let's get moving. Now it's time for the Burke and Ms. the Wiz Montabon Stars of the Week. Let's see who they are. Now it's time for our stars of the week, where we try to pick the top three performers of each position based off their fantasy football uh, output this week. And it's a tough task, but we're up for the job. Starting off with our number three star of the week at quarterback, it's going to be Phillip Rivers, the Indianapolis Colts quarterback versus the Jaguars. And this is just a great matchup for Phillip Rivers. They're going to dominate. They're going to be scoring every which way. Uh, I think it brings Phillip Rivers into the top three. And, uh, the, yeah, the Jaguars are just easy cannon fodder for every quarterback that they play. So put Phillip Rivers in there with confidence. Number two star of the week is Ryan Tannehill. Tennessee Titans quarterback going up against the uh, the Houston Texans. And Ryan Tannehill last time just dominated this performance. This game just seems to be a high scoring game based off the metrics. It was a high scoring game last time they played each other. Ryan Tannehill had a top performance last time. I think he continues it with his rushing ability, his passing. He's going to be a top three performer. I have merit number two. And then number one is Deshaun Watson. I've already talked about it in my last podcast. Deshaun Watson's going to be the man. He's going to play the whole game for one thing because they're out of the playoffs. So, uh, he's going to not only have a great performance, but be in there the whole time. And this is against the Tennessee Titans, so he'll be on the other side of the Ryan Tannehill uh, shootout. And I think he's the top quarterback play of the week. Moving on to running back, we have David Johnson, running back for the Houston Texans versus the Titans. Titans give up a lot of points to the running back. Johnson's going to be the bow cow again with David, or sorry, Duke Johnson probably being out. So receiving, rushing, he's going to do it all. Titans give up a a lot of points on both of those. So uh, I think he's a top three performer this week. Number two star of the week is Austin Eckler, Los Angeles Chargers running back, playing at Kansas City. Chiefs give up a lot of passing yards to the running back position. Eckler does that better than anybody, but he's also a decent rusher as well. I think that catapults him into top three performer at running back. And he sits comfortably at number two. And then number one, we talked about this last podcast as well, Jonathan Taylor running back for the Colts, going up against the Jaguars. It's just going to be a slaughter. He's going to get a lot of yards, hopefully a lot of touchdowns, and he's going to be the best performer of the week. Wide receiver, my number three is Calvin Ridley, Atlanta Falcons wide receiver, playing at the Buccaneers. Buccaneers do well, or do a lot of things well on defense, but defending the star receiver on the other team isn't one of them. He's going to get a lot of targets with Julio Jones being out. The matchup's too good to be true. He's my number three. Number two star of the week is Stephon Diggs, Buffalo Bills wide receiver. First, the Miami Dolphins. Stephon Diggs, we don't need much of an intro on what he's capable of doing. You saw the, what he did last week. I don't expect the last week type of performance, but he's going to get just a ton of targets and volume. Should be playing most of the game because the Bills can still get better seeding if they win. Well, if they win, they get the second seed and uh, they need the Steelers to lose. So I think they have something to play for. And even if they do bench some guys uh, early, Stephon Diggs will already have a big game. Number one is... The Minnesota Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson he's gonna end his rookie season with a bang he's going at the Detroit Lions and it just screams at me that he's gonna get a lot of volume a lot of targets you know with Dalvin Cook being out they might pass the ball more this is really gonna open it up for Justin Jefferson to have a really big game and he's gonna play the whole game because it's the last one of the season really like this matchup he's my number one Moving along to tight end, Mark Andrews, Baltimore Ravens tight end at the Cincinnati Bengals. Just, I mean, they're playing the Bengals. Mark Andrews is a top receiving threat for the Ravens. It's too good to be true matchup-wise and what the Ravens like to do. I expect him to be a top tight end performer. And then Darnold Parham Jr., I got him on here, on the list. Los Angeles Chargers at the Chiefs. Chiefs give up a lot of yards to the tight end position. Hunter Henry's on IR. Darnold Parm is a huge red zone threat. Keenan Allen's on IR. I just there's too much for me in this one to not really like Darnold Parm in this game. So start him with confidence. I think he has a top three performance uh, at tight end this week. Number one is Rob Gronkowski, Tampa Bay Buccaneers tight end versus the Falcons. Brady looks at him all day every day. I think they're going to be playing majority of the game because seating matters in this one and no one's been hotter than Rob Gronkowski these last three weeks. So I think uh, you can start him and he'll be the top tight end performer of the week. So there you go. We'll see how it uh, unfolds, but uh, regardless on whether they're a top three play, they all should have really big weeks this week for the, uh, for your fantasy football lineups or any matchups that you, you have coming into the week. that concludes today's show it's the burke and miz the Wiz Montabon fantasy football podcast i am miz the Wiz Montabon, and we did it we made it through the whole entire season the nfl regular season is ending after this week so we are going back from having three shows a week to just our one that we do during our off-season schedule and i appreciate everyone that came along for the ride we'll still be here but uh It's it's a great feeling that all the hard work is uh, pretty much behind us. And now it's just time to analyze what went right, what went wrong this year. And in the meantime, enjoy Week 17. I hope if you are doing fantasy football still Week 17, you come out successful. All you gamblers out there, you are brave and bold. Can't believe you're gambling on Week 17 stuff that's so up in the air. Uh, But I feel you because I'm doing it too. (laughs) Anyways... Thanks for listening. We'll uh, catch you next week. Cheers.